Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to talk about America found in Jeremiah chapter 51. Now, actually, America is found in Revelation 18, chapters 50 and 51 of Jeremiah, Isaiah 13, 21, and 47. But it would take me several hours to cover that, which, by the way, I have a DVD out that you can get all of my thoughts on American Bible prophecy. And, of course, the name of it is American Bible Prophecy. And, yes, it's available at prophecyclub.com. You can watch it instantly at watchprophecyclub.com, which, by the way, I guess I should say, you know, probably the best deal we have ever offered in the 25, almost 26 years of Prophecy Club is Watch Prophecy Club for my 20 bucks a month, listen to 25 years worth of our DVDs at your disposal anytime you want. You don't like that one, skip on, go to the next one. 20 bucks a month or $200 a year. That, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, what was it? 300 DVDs? 300 DVDs that used to go for like $30 a month. And you can have access to them anytime you want. So if you want to refer to something I talk about or a DVD, I, a couple of clicks, and you're listening to it. Okay, so anyway, Jeremiah chapter 51. I also need to say, because of time, I'm not certain I'm going to be able to get through this whole chapter, but I'm going to try. But I had to skip some verses, or I would never get through it in a 30-minute broadcast. So here we go, moving quickly. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon. Now, every time I say Babylon, I understand it's talking about America. And against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me, a destroying wind. Well, did you know that the wind coming off of a nuclear explosion is about 200 miles an hour? That's a destroying wind. And we'll send upon Babylon fanners. Now, what's a fanner? Well, we call them today hunters or fishermen. Okay, they seek out people. I will send unto Babylon fanners that shall fan her and shall empty her land. What's he talking about? He's talking about in a time when the mark of the beast is required, those people that don't want to take the mark of the beast will have to run literally for their life. They will have to hide in holes and in mountains and out in the woods, and God is going to send people out to try to catch all of those people that refuse to take the mark. But in our case, since we're supposed to be the nation that stopped this and didn't, he especially sends more of them to us. I will send upon Babylon fanners. They shall fan her and shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble, they shall be against her round about. Against him that bendeth the archer bow, and against him that lifted himself up in his brigandine. And spare ye not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Means that when America falls to the Russians, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and to the countries, then they're going to come in and try to basically kill everybody in the, the whole nation. That's essentially what it's saying. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God. Meaning that when this happens to America, God protects Israel. So if you ask my opinion, where's the best place if you want to try to live the longest? Israel, at least as far as I'm concerned. When we see that plane go down with everyone on, everyone on board is dead from a virus, Within 48 hours, we are out of America heading to Israel. Put everything up for sale. Mail me a check. That's my attitude. Let's go on. And the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One, means even though Israel is filled with sin, God still turns his attention to them and blesses them. Flee out of the midst of Babylon 
and deliver every man his soul. It's telling us, matter of fact, they think there's like 12 different verses that says that there's a time coming that God is going to tell his people to leave this nation. And deliver every man his soul, be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render unto her a recompense. Now, as we go through this, I've got a piece of paper in front of me, and I'm going to put down a mark every time I run across a scripture where I know in Revelation 18 it is also found, and that's one of them. Let's keep going. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. Now, hang on. Dimitri told me that when he was invited to speak at the Prophets Conference down in Florida, and this was in the days when it was the largest prophecy conference in the world, and he said, I was sitting there in the audience, and he said, the Lord spoke to my heart. And, of course, Dimitri was saying, Lord, what, what do I say? Because they're all saying that, oh, no, no, Babylon is going to fall, but Babylon is talking about a rock. Because when he was in their audience at that time, this was when we were about to invade a rock. So all of the, quote, prophecy experts were all saying, oh, no, this is Babylon as in Iraq. And so he said, uh, when you get up there, the angel told him, I will tell you what to say. So he got up there and he says, brothers and sisters, he said, when Saddam Hussein prays, to what God does he pray to? And of course, everybody says he prays to Allah. He said, okay, then turn to this verse. He had them all turned to it. And he said, Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. He said, brothers and sisters, these verses that you're talking about are not talking about Babylon. They're not talking about Saddam Hussein. These verses are talking about America. America hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. And America has turned from God and from his righteousness. Therefore, God is bringing judgment on the nation. Cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken means that America has caused the music, the print, and the filthy TV to turn the hearts of the world away, hath made all the earth drunken, and the nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. I'm going to put down another mark because I can show you that in Revelation 18 also. Babylon is suddenly fallen. Well, how long does it take to destroy America? Revelation says one hour. That's three of them. And destroyed, howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed. Here it is. I've been quoting this one a whole lot the last several months. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her. And let every man return into his own country, for her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up unto the skies. That's the fourth one. I can show you that one in Revelation 2. But what is happening right now with the election of Donald Trump, it took me a long time to explain this, but uh, Sundar Salvarez also says it, but I've been saying it a lot longer than he's even been in the ministry. Anyway, it says, we would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed, meaning the election of Donald Trump is our last opportunity as a nation to heal ourselves. And I believe these 110,000 sealed indictments, these 110,000 people that apparently are very close to being arrested, is the biggest hammer that is trying to heal this nation. But when they are arrested, instead of America jumping up and down and hooting and hollering and praising God and thanking him for healing their nation, that starts the internal revolution because the heart of America is not for righteousness. The heart of America is a lying heart a heart of filth, and we know, who can know it, right? Let's go to verse 10. The Lord hath brought forth her righteousness, and has let declare in Zion the work of the Lord our God. Here it is. Make bright the arrows. 
gather the shields. For the Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings of the Medes. Now, the spirit of the kings of the Medes. Who are the Medes? Well, we know the Medes today are what they call Iraq. Whoa, wait a minute. We have overcome Iraq. We've defeated Iraq. We have military there. Uh, They could never attack us. Well, that's not what the Bible says. But it doesn't say necessarily the nation of Iraq. It says the spirit of the kings of the Medes. Ask yourself this. If there is a nation out there that hates us for taking over and destroying their nation, what nation would that be? Not Japan. We helped Japan when we took over Japan. Same thing with Germany and most of the other World War II nations. But Iraq? Well, we have destroyed that nation. So make brought the arrows, gathered the shields, is saying, prepare your missiles because you're going to take out America. For his device is against Babylon, America, to destroy it. Because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance of his temple. Now, the word vengeance almost always talks about the day of the Lord. That's the last trumpets. That's the last day of the tribulation. Set up the standard upon the walls of Babylon. There's only like two or three places in the Bible you see that phrase, set up the standard. But in those times, it is always talking about before God brings judgment on his people, he holds up his standard. And what is his standard? Well, that would be the Ten Commandments. And he is saying, as a nation, nation, how have you been doing compared to what I wrote, how you're supposed to live? That means judgment is coming. Set up a standard means that this is not a heathen nation. This is a nation that is after his name, meaning America. So set up the standard is another way of saying a Christian nation. Upon the walls of Babylon. Okay, well, what nation out there has walls? Come on, think about it. How many nations have walls? Well, yeah, there's a few of them. But what is now the nation that's about to be famous for its wall? Uh, That would be the Trump Wall, the southern wall between Mexico and America. Upon the walls of Babylon, make the watch strong, set up the watchman. Here it is. Prepare the ambushes. For the Lord hath both devised and done that which he spake against the inhabitants of Babylon. In other words, the fall of America will be because America, that once took the Bible to the world, now has corrupted the world. America that once, once, a golden cup in the Lord's hand. But now I can show you in Revelation that same cup is full of filthiness and the measure of her fornication. Verse 14. For the Lord of hosts has sworn by himself, saying, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against thee. Now, I believe that that is saying two things. I believe it is also saying that we have people coming across the border, as in illegal immigrants, but I also think that it relates back to those fanners, meaning he is going to fill America with fanners that are going out searching for every person that is a Christian. And what the Bible says, they're going to kill him. The portion of Jacob is not like them, meaning that when America falls, Israel is in the process of being raised up. Another reason to move to Israel. For he is the former of all things, and Israel is the rod of his inheritance, meaning Israel is blessed greatly in these days. Israel emerges World War III, the great victor of World War III, where is America is destroyed. Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. Why? Because he makes all nations... 
God makes all nations come down to attack Israel, and that's when Jesus returns, uses the morning star, and defeats all the armies on earth. So when he says he uses Israel to be his battle axe, his weapon of war, that's what he's talking about. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee will I destroy the kingdoms. With thee will I break in pieces the horse and his rider. All talking about the day of the Lord, all talking about the day when all the nations gather around Israel. Now it goes back talking about America, verse 25. I'm against thee, O destroying mountain, which destroyest all the earth. Eh, well, you say, how can America have destroyed all the earth? Well, who made the nuclear weapons? Who started using them first? And I heard President Trump say just the other day why he could destroy Iraq if he wanted to in 10 days. Well, that's not with conventional weapons. He was basically threatening to use nuclear weapons on anybody he needs to. That's a problem. I will stretch out my hand upon thee, roll thee down from the rocks, and I will make thee a burnt mountain. That's talking about America, and that's referring to nuclear weapons. And they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner, nor for a stone for foundations, but thou shalt be desolate forever. Okay, every nation that gets conquered, they always go in and steal everything they possibly can and use it, and many times carry it off to their nation. But here it says, but all of the people that invade America won't even take a stone to be used as a cornerstone or a stone to be used as a foundation. They don't take anything out of America. Why? Because they're afraid it is radiated. They leave it, you see. Set up a standard. This is the second time it refers to set up a standard. Means America is twice judged. Judged twice as hard. Why? Because how much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Now, I will write that down because that was out of Revelation too. Prepare the nations against her. Cause the horses to come up as the rough caterpillars. Prepare against the nations with the kings of the Medes, and the land shall tremble and sorrow, to make the land of Babylon a desolation without an inhabitant. The mighty men of Babylon, America, have forborne to fight. In other words, our greatest military might in the world, when God decides to bring America down, they don't want to fight. They turn coward. See, because God gives us the courage, and God also takes the courage away. Forborn to fight, for they have remained in their holes. We call them foxholes. Their might hath failed. They became as women. They have burned their dwelling places. Her bars are broken. What does it mean, burned her dwelling places? Well, like in World War II, when the Nazis were running from the invading forces, they would burn all of the, the goods, the houses. They would burn everything so that by the time our guys reached there, everything was burned so that they didn't turn anything over to the enemy. So this is the statement that would come when a nation is like totally being destroyed. Babylon is like a threshing floor. means that this destruction of America, the first one, will be a threshing floor. But then the second one, or right after that, there's going to be a time of harvest. That's what he says. Babylon is like a threshing floor. It is time to thresh her. means that it's time to separate the wheat from the chaff. Yet a little while... And the time of her harvest shall come. That means after the bombs hit, 
just like he told me, when the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Verse 35, the violence done unto me and to my flesh be upon Babylon, shall the inhabitant of Zion say. So Israel turns and says, you turned against me. Well, that's what America does, and that is our final act. You remember the, the headlines that Leslie was given. Number five is Israel has attacked America, sends troops. Six is chaos reigns as Americans protest helped Israel. So we actually begin to turn against Israel, and when we turn against Israel, that's our last act. That's when God says, that's it. That's, I'm done with it, and I'm done with America. Verse 39, in their heat, I will make their feasts, and I will make them drunken, that they may rejoice. Now, here's the way we would say this. I'm going to cause America to party, and they will be partying so much and rejoicing and be drunken, then it goes on to slay, a sleep, a perpetual sleep, and not wake. He's saying, I'm going to cause America to rejoice and party and have a good time, and they will not see Russia and the other nations coming to destroy them. Well, that's what Dimitri was told, too. He said, if they only look to the coming trouble, they, too, will be caught up. But if they repent, if they turn from their sins, then I will help them to see it. But right now, America is not seeing that this trouble is on the way. Verse 40, I will bring them down like lambs to the slaughter, like rams with he goats. So when he says lambs, that's describing for the second time, he's referring to a Christian nation. This is not talking about Babylon back in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. This is not talking about Babylon in the past. This, my brothers and sisters, is talking about America in the future. When he says lambs, this is from Revelation. I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. God specifically is warning his Christians to come out of her. And by the way, he does that in like, let's see, two, four, six, eight verses. Eight verses. He tells us to leave this nation. Not yet. He'll tell us when. Let's go on. How has Babylon become an astonishment among nations? I think that right now we're the greatest nation on earth and we keep rubbing it in the face of everybody out there. Yeah, we're the greatest nation out there, but God is going to make us the bottom. He's going to move us from being the head to becoming the tail. The sea is come upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves thereof. What? How's that happen? Well, you call that a tsunami, or you also call, like Maurice Scalar prophesied, he said he saw California breaking off just like you see a saltine cracker crack in two, and he said he saw it just fall into the ocean. Well, that would fulfill the sea has come upon Babylon. She is covered with the multitude of the waves there are, verse 44. I will punish Bel and Babylon, and I will bring forth out of his mouth that which has swallowed up, and the nations shall not flow together any more, and yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. That's the second time it's referred to America having a wall. And of course, right now, that is the thing there, building on our southern border. My people, go ye out of the midst of her, and deliver every man his soul from the fierce anger of the Lord. Well, that's uh, the sixth thing that I know of that is found in Revelation 18 also. This gives you a little hint on when this is coming. Verse 46. And lest your heart faint, and you fear for the rumor that shall be heard in the land. A rumor shall both, that means two rumors, shall come in one year, and after that 
in another year shall come a rumor, and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Does that sound to you like 110,000 people got arrested and all of the left, all of the Democrats rose up and protested so bad that it caused our nation to fall when God was trying to heal our nation, but we didn't want to be healed? Let's go to verse 49. As Babylon has caused the slain of Israel to fall, so at Babylon shall fall the slain of the earth. Ye that have escaped the sword, go away. Stand not still. Remember the Lord afar off, this is very important, and let Jerusalem come into your mind. As far as I know in all of the prophecies, that is the only hint that is given for Americans as to what they should do. That's it. It says, let Jerusalem come into your mind, meaning that that's a hint where to go. I'll get to that in just a second if we have time. Verse 53, though Babylon should mount up to heaven, well, who landed on the moon? Verse 57, I will make drunk her princes, her wise men, her captains, her rulers, her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake. That's saying, well, who's a prince? Well, that would be like royalty. Who's a wise man? That would be the person that works in or probably leads or like college professors. Who are the captains? Well, a captain is a military term. Rulers, that's probably your congressman. Mighty men, that might be military men, but it might also be referring to the wealthy of a nation. So let's put that together in our terms. I will make the royalty, the college leaders, the military, the congressmen, and the wealthy men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake. You know, Dimitri's title of his DVD was Wake Up America. All the time he was saying, Wake Up America, because here was a man from Romania He knew America to be a Christian nation until God sent him over here and said America is going to fall. Because in the eyes of all of the world, America is the greatest nation. And she is that thing that holds up the beacon of truth. We are the ones that hold up the King James Bible. So when it says we are asleep, we are asleep. The average church doesn't have near enough people going. The average person that calls themselves a Christian is more interested in being entertained and having a good time than they are reading and studying and praying and fasting and building their church and building the kingdom of God and seeing that the gospel gets out to more people and that more people are plucked out of the fire. They're interested in having a good time, not interested in building the kingdom of God. So consequently, God causes her leaders to sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake up. So that tells you, is America going to wake up? No. Is America going to repent and turn away from her sin? No. Is America going to fall? Sad to say, yes. Verse 58, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken. That is the third time it refers to the walls of Babylon. And America right now is probably the nation that is probably talked about the most for her walls. Verse 63, when thou hast made an end of reading this book, that thou shalt bind a stone to it, and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates, and thou shalt say, Thus shall Babylon sink, and shall not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her. Well, I actually looked this one up. This is Revelation 18.21 saying the same thing. A mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. Now, assuming you believe 
that I'm correct saying that this is America. Then the next question comes, okay, Stan, you've scared us to death here. What do we do? I would say first make certain that your house is in order. Make certain that your name is in the book of life. Make certain that you have turned from your sins. I mean all of them, all of the little secret sins. And if you can't, you ask Jesus to help you turn from your sins. Make sure your house is in spiritual order. Next, I would say the most important thing is don't think about you surviving. We Americans always tend to think, well, you know, we got to prepare. we got to survive. we got to have food and guns and groceries and all that sort of stuff. I will say the most important thing is that you be about the kingdom business, that you be about winning souls. You're talking to people about Jesus. You're doing everything you can to win as many people as you can. If you set your house, if you set your jaw, as they say, if you set your heart toward building the kingdom of God and you forsake all, if you put the kingdom of God first, then he will see that you are taken care of. He will send the birds to bring the food. He will make the water come out of the rock. He, Jesus, will take care of you. Put his kingdom first, and he will see that all of the rest of the needs are taken care of. If you like Prophecy Club, if it is one of your ministries that you support, if you feel like we're doing the right thing, then would you consider sending us a donation? It's summertime, and man, our donations have dropped just just down to almost nothing. So if you could help us right now, it would really be appreciated. Prophecyclub.com. A couple of years ago, I began to memorize Revelation. Frankly, I didn't even think I'd be able to really memorize the whole thing. I didn't even start at verse 1. I started at verse 8 because the first seven verses looked too complicated to memorize. But what happened was as I started memorizing it, I started getting revelations. We're talking about information from the throne of God. Matter of fact, I got 30 revelations and two visions and one audible voice. The audible voice, I'll go ahead and tell you what that said. The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Unquote. I heard an audible voice tell me that. Now, of course, I had it backed up with scripture, and I do explain that in the book. But what I was shown is a single word found in Leviticus, links through time to the same single word in the book of Revelation. And that single word is first fruits. When you understand that word, all of a sudden the seven feasts given to Moses are actually a pattern, a pattern that plays out the last seven months of the world, starting with first fruits and ending and concluding with tabernacles. Those seven feasts are a pattern. They portray the way the prophecies of Revelation lay out for the first time. And so far, no one has been able to defeat me on this. I don't think anybody on planet Earth has been given the information in this book. Now, I'm not saying I'm something special. I'm saying it's the last days. I'm saying that God has given this extra information to the world because we are in the last days. Because the tribulation, seven years, is about to start. The beast is about to be released into the world. And brothers and sisters, you had better start knowing Bible prophecy. I'm called of God to teach Bible prophecy. You read my book, and I don't think you'll have a question about that. And I don't think you know anything that is in my book. I'm not trying to be arrogant. 
I'm just trying to tell you, you get this book and you'll be really, really glad you got it. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. One book for 20, but don't do that. You want to get five for 30. That way it gives you four books to just give away. Best deal is 10 for 55. And then really kind of a church deal is you get a whole case of them. That's 60 books for a gift of $250. That way, the whole church can just spread them around. you got other books to hand around to other people. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55, 60 for $250. You get it at prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. The secret door to understand Bible prophecy. One for 25 for 30, 10 for 55, case of 60 for a gift of $250. Get the book, read it. Now you can donate to the Prophecy Club on your mobile device. Just text the word PROPHECY to 444-999 and follow the prompts. Just text the word PROPHECY to 444-999 and follow the prompts. Message and data rates may apply. You can also listen to the Prophecy Club anytime on Alexa, Google Home, and YouTube. Just say, Alexa, play Prophecy Club. Our websites are prophecyclub.com. WatchProphecyClub.com, SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com, and a Prophecy Club has been a blessing to you. And if God has blessed you, when it comes time for your giving, please remember Prophecy Club. It's summertime. We really could use your help now. Thank you, and God bless.